Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannette and Brooke, wanting to educate and enlighten others to mental health issues. And that is what we are going to do. We are going to enlighten the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. And, and entertain. <laughs> and inter- oh, yeah. Can't we need to just add another E in there. Yeah. We got educate, we got enlighten, we just got to flop yeah. a good old entertain and in there. Entertain because... Yeah, we're entertaining. We are so entertaining. We're the only ones that think so. <laughs> and you know what? We're the only ones in this room. That, yeah, so we yeah. Have, who cares? <laughs> and any emails we get saying otherwise, delete them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to read them. So. Anyway, before we start, we will do our disclaimer. And our disclaimer is basically that this is not a therapy session and I am not your therapist. If anything we talk about triggers any issues, brings up anything, then, you know, please seek counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we got a great resource for you. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, If anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash UP therapist. That's better H E L P dot com slash UP therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. So actually we received um, an email that we thought was really interesting and one that we wanted to do a podcast about. I think it actually is pretty common. It is. And I think it also dives into um, last week's episode where we were talking about female narcissists. Right. And the traits. Maybe where this email came from. I do. I think so too. And so go back if you haven't listened to last week's Mm -hmm. and listen to the criteria. And I think then listening to this question, Mm -hmm. email, you will feel the same way as we do. It kind of ties right in. Yes, it does. So I'm going to start out by just reading the email that we received so that our listeners know exactly the same information that we received. Okay. Okay. So it says, hello, ultimate pocket therapist. I need some advice on a problem that I created. I have an adult daughter who I spoiled since day one. She is now 25. I'm a single mom and she is an only child. She was very outgoing and ambitious until adulthood. Now she is lazy and refuses to work. I have paid for multiple certifications in different trades, which she has completed. She then quits after getting started working because she doesn't like it. 
This has happened three times. She is very mean to anyone who disagrees with her. I have to pay for everything for her, and if I tell her no, the neighbors can hear her scream at me. I know there is something going on with her mental health. I suspect bipolar, but at, at least, but wouldn't be surprised if there was something deeper. But anything I bring, but anytime I bring that up or suggest maybe seeing a doctor, she loses it, claiming all I want to do is get her committed into a psych ward so I don't have to deal with her anymore. She has had a few episodes of complete panic thinking someone is following her, stalking her, even waiting outside her window. I have never been able to confirm if anyone is actually doing this, but I really don't think it was real to anyone but her. But whenever I ask about it, trying to get more information to help, I get screamed at for not believing her. This, quote, stalking situation is another reason for her not to work anymore because someone will get her. I want to point out that she doesn't know who this person or stalker is, just that he's there. Interesting enough, no one follows her if she's distracted or driving somewhere fun. (laughs) We have also had ambulance rides for phantom choking episodes where I personally thought she was dying only for it to go away as soon as it came. I want to add, I don't ever fight back with her. I refuse to get mean and sink to her level. I won't fight with her. And honestly, if I did, I think she could result in hurting me physically. She is always welcome to live with me, but I need her to contribute to life in some way. I'm at a complete loss. She needs to grow up, but at the same time, I know a mental illness plays a huge part. What do I do? How do I get her the help she needs and the help I need for her? Wow. Wow, that's a lot. That is, I just... Yeah, that's a mess. I yeah, <laughs> I don't want to live in your house first no. off, and I am so sorry that that is what you're doing. Yeah, I, it's, that is not a good life. No, no, that just sounds absolutely terrible and exhausting. Wow, walking on eggshells in your own house all because the time of your own kid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And apparently, just the two of them. Yeah. So yeah. there's no resources for other family members to kind of jump in and help or assist. It's just the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, and I honor you for saying you created this. Right. Because a lot of people will not accept blame for how they raised their children. Right. For how the kids turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I applaud you on that mm-hmm. and reaching out and trying to get help for her. Right. And as she pointed out, you know, it's an interesting idea that maybe there's a mental illness playing a part of it, not just being spoiled. Right. Yeah. There's two different dynamics going on in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And very well could be a solid case of both going on. Right. Yeah. Wow. And figuring it out is going to be difficult. Right. So the therapist in me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is that what you do? <laughs> yes, what I do. Oh. We should, we should start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, because we could do something about mental health. 
But the therapist to me, I just, I want to see this, this mom in counseling. I mean, every, oh, the mom, right. Yeah. And let me tell you why. Okay. Because I want this mom to really look at her codependency and her enabling. Okay. Because she, she obviously has very little control over this daughter, but again, she has a lot of control of what she can do. She's not as powerless as she feels. She's not as stuck in her own home as right. it seems. Yeah. And so for her to go to counseling and learn how to set boundaries, learn how to not be so codependent, learn how to stop enabling, I think would be huge. Yeah. And that is just a start. The other part of that that would be so good is she would be then tied in to resources that might be able to help her get help for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Because now she's not just out there alone struggling. She's got support and resources available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing is, you know, like I get these emails and I just want to sink my teeth into yeah. going, okay, you need, you need to get in here. You know, mm-hmm. there's things that she needs to do. Yeah. For her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. If nothing ever changes with your daughter, yeah, you work on you. Yeah. Right. Right. And the safest way for you to change your life. Right. So then... Separate from that, we look at this whole issue she brought up is what if there's mental illness going on? And this daughter, apparently, according to this email, refuses to go to a doctor and just screams if she even brings up that there might be a problem. And I just want to point out that this daughter is an adult. She states in there she is 25 years old. Right. I had two kids. Married, working full time. Yeah, by out of college. <laughs> out of college, working yeah. on my master's degree. Yeah. Wow. And I, not to, to put anyone down, no. but it's like to sit and scream at your parents when you are a grown ass adult. Yeah. Really? So maybe we do have mental illness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, very well could. So it's interesting because for me, it's like, is there a mental illness going on or is this gal extremely smart mm. and manipulative and has really figured out how to work the system or do we have mental illness? And we are not going to know that until she is able to get a psychiatric evaluation. Yeah. It's just guesswork. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because of this email, I actually looked up the criteria to have someone committed to a psychiatric facility as an adult without their willingness. And this would contribute to them having an evaluation done. Right, because if we could get them in Mm -hmm. to, like, if you can get them into a psych ward for an evaluation, they're held there for three days, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, and at that point, they if they stay, then they have to have a court order to stay or willing to stay. If not, they're released after 72 hours. Okay. Okay. So the one that is usually across the board in all states is they have to be a danger to themselves or others. Okay. So in this situation, I noticed that she did not say anything about her daughter being suicidal Mm -hmm. And she also stated that she doesn't fight with her. So we don't have her being 
harmful to the mother so there's not a danger to others. Mm -hmm. So that would be a hard one. Yeah. Okay. But the second one stated about, and again, this is Utah law, that helpless and unable to provide for their basic daily needs. So apparently she can provide her basic daily needs. Yeah. You know, especially if she's been able to go through different trade trainings and stuff mm-hmm. and pass them and work get to be working. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. The third one is a little interesting. The third one says there is a danger of quote, essential harm, unquote, to their mental health if they do not receive mental care. So the hmm. interesting part about that one is how how do you go about legally establishing that and then getting them into a psychiatric evaluation? And that is something that the mom might want to look into yeah. because that might be her only way if she feels she's got a mental illness, bipolar or something more going on, which mm-hmm. she alluded to, and to get help if she if the daughter refuses help. That may be her in. Yeah. But doing it, I'm not sure how you go about that, to be honest yeah. with you. So that's something that she might look into, but it was one of the criteria for having someone committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I know, um, according to that email too, it sounds like the daughter pulls at the heartstrings of, all you want to do is get me committed to a yeah. psych ward. And almost She's uses playing on that, the guilt. Uses that against her. Yeah. But in all reality, a psych ward might be a great answer for you. Yeah. If you can figure out how mm-hmm. to get her because then you're kind of forcing yeah an evaluation to be done right right exactly that's yeah. what happens mm-hmm. is after they get into the psych ward they do do a full evaluation and at that point but again you know we have this whole question of compliance mm-hmm. because i have had people go into psych wards come out and do nothing yeah you know they they stayed for 72 hours. You know, I have had clients that have been suicidal that their family have actually had police officers come and get them, which police officers can commit. Mm -hmm. If they're a danger to yourself or others, you can get a police officer to take you to to an emergency room where you're evaluated and then you're held. Okay. Mm -hmm. But after 72 hours, they're released because they, you know, basically convince the people that they're not suicidal and they're not going to harm themselves and they're back out and then they're angry at the family (laughs) for for doing it you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's a slippery slope here Mm -hmm. with this one yeah oh that would be so that's so hard and that's why i think you know i'm sure she's listening (laughs) (laughs) but if our karen is listening, I would just really encourage her to start getting counseling for herself. Yeah. So she can figure this out because what we know, nothing's going to change until something changes mm-hmm. and it's not going to magically get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think there definitely could be mental illness. Right. But I also think there, uh, I, <laughs> I could almost guarantee there's also some, um, Manipulation? Manipulation? No, I'm talking about, um, why am I drawing a blank on this word? Personality disorder. Yeah, there could be. 
I right. I think that that mm-hmm. one, you right. know, she might have a little something mental illness right. wise, but mm-hmm. I think you're dealing with more of a personality disorder. It could be. Could definitely be. You know. Because the interesting thing is she refuses to even go to the doctor. Uh, yeah, that's the part mm-hmm. that gets me. Is she doesn't want to be busted. Uh-huh. Yeah. The She's gig. got a good gig going on. Yeah, and the gig will be up if a doctor looks at her, yeah. goes through the test, is like, mm-hmm. bro, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, then you're going to have to start acting like a normal human. Right. Right. Which is obviously going to be a lot more work than you're putting into your life right now. But, you know, this this whole scenario for me is really interesting because I kind of see it across the board with, you know, we have kind of been creating a world. This is just my opinion. Mm. But we've been kind of creating a world of failure to launch. Oh, my gosh. I yes. just see this a lot. Not yes. maybe to this extreme or degree, but I see this failure to launch mm-hmm. where, you know, kids aren't made to do anything. I had a client a few years ago that was actually taking care of her granddaughter. Okay. So she was actually the primary parent for her granddaughter and her adult son, who was the father of this child. And this child was about 12 years old. Okay. Okay. His whole world was sitting downstairs because he was going to become a professional streamer. Okay. Yeah. And he that was, happens to everybody. And they just he was professional. Streamers. Right. And he was downstairs learning to stream, doing all of this. And she allowed him to be in her basement and he had very little interaction with his own daughter. And she was the primary parent for this granddaughter because he was streaming. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like going, okay, Talk about sinking your teeth into we're making changes here and setting some boundaries. Right. You know, but this failure to launch and it's okay to not do anything and continue to live at home. Parents take care of you. How dare they ask that you contribute? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and kids these days, because um, as I've stated, I have four kids ranging from ages 15 down to seven. And so I see a lot of other people's kids. A lot, Mm -hmm. you know, when I go to the school, when I do this. And there are so many awful children out there (laughs) that, like, I remember as a kid, if an adult told me anything, like, even if I was being rambunctious and an adult I didn't know was like, shh, be quiet. Right. It was like, that was now the law. That was respect. You, you shut up and you be quiet because an adult says so. Mm -hmm. Now a kid anymore might just flip you off right and scream louder yeah. and it's or like, you're not the boss of me right yeah uh-huh. and it's like what uh-huh yeah what mm-hmm i think our society is just transitioning into raising kids very different i'm not even going to compare to how i was raised because i'm older than dirt back of my generation you didn't say boo mm-hmm. you know it was total <laughs> respect and hard work mm-hmm. and that was what you were supposed to do, yeah. you know, and no, nothing was given to you. Mm-hmm. And nowadays these kids have such a sense of entitlement, but you know, it's interesting. And you brought this up when we were talking about this, Brooke, is that, you know, 
parents are no longer really allowed to discipline. Oh, right. Yes. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Because she mentioned in this email that she spoiled Mm -hmm. since day one. And not just spoiling, but, you know, it's frowned upon to discipline. Yeah. Well, it is. And honestly, and I might be heartless and might be assuming all of you are too, but (laughs) I can guarantee at least somebody has heard a child in a grocery store having a complete meltdown come apart. Right. And being like, well, someone shut that kid up. Mm -hmm. Not allowed to anymore. Right. You cannot slap that kid's mouth and tell them do not scream at me. Oh, heavens no. In public, you would be in handcuffs. Oh, yeah. And your child would be taken away. Yeah. DCFS. And it's so disgusting now because we are raising worthless humans. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so not all of them. There's there's a couple of good ones still out there. Yeah. My kids are good. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, though, I I had a talk. (laughs) (laughs) I had a talk with my seven year old. Actually, it was yesterday. I asked him to help me do something. And he did the. Why do I have to? (laughs) And I and I told him, I said, do you know how much laundry I do that I did not wear? Mm hmm. (laughs) in a day why do i have to do that that's not mine i didn't wear that underwear those aren't my pikachu panties (laughs) and i said sometimes we just do stuff to help each other out like i do for you every day so yes you can go and pick up shoes that are your sisters that you clearly did not wear thank you (laughs) and on it and And did he he did he got it but it's just like right no it just yeah, enforcing it. And nobody yeah. does it anymore. Nobody enforces it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's kind of scary. I um had a a story that dad was telling me mm-hmm. the other day. He was on a job site with a contractor and the kids were out of school for a couple of days. I don't know if it's spring break or what, you mm-hmm. know. And this contractor had his boys helping him. Mm-hmm. And Paul was up there as well. And these boys, one he said was probably eighth grade, and the other one was a little older. Mm-hmm. And he said he had never seen two boys work so hard. They didn't need to be told what to do. They just picked stuff up. They made it happen. And they worked for at least a day and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the one boy told Paul that his by the time he gets his driver's license so it might be the eighth grader Mm -hmm. okay that he was going to have enough money to buy a truck and restore it and he had all these goals and then the dad quit early on the second day and said I'm taking my boys night skiing Mm -hmm. and they've worked all day they get to go play it's their turn to play well apparently the rest of the story is a neighbor had recently come over and reamed this dad's ass for making his boys work so hard. Okay? Wow. I know. But the story is the neighbor's sons were constantly being grounded and in trouble for vaping and doing other illegal stuff. And so this guy said to him, well, my boys might work hard, but at least they're not in trouble for doing illegal things like vaping. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I, I'm sitting back listening to this story and I'm thinking these boys have learned hard work, which again, 
this girl in this email refuses to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's never had to work. Yeah. Even though she's been provided training and certifications and could work, she won't work. Yeah. And these boys work, but yet the dad also respects that enough that they get to play, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not doing illegal activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, not to to our own horn here, but that reminds me a lot of my childhood. I grew up with horses. Oh, you can toot your horn because, of course, like, I was a good parent. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But no, I grew up with horses in the backyard. And I remember in high school, I had six of my own horses. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I had to take care of them. And the rules went as followed on my daily routine. And I just knew this. No one ever had to enforce it. But went to school, mm-hmm. came home immediately took care of the horses, right? rode them, cleaned their stalls, fed them, gave them their supplements, did whatever they needed to do, came in, ate dinner. Then I had to get homework done, whatever homework was done, right. whatnot. Then if there was time, you could I, could, play. I could go and play and have fun. Right. And that was my day. Right. And if I had a friend come over with me and help me get through the horses and everything that needed to be done, great. Right. But my schoolwork had to be done. Right. Because horses were a privilege. They were. Uh-huh. And they got taken care of before I got taken care of. Right. That was the uh-huh. rule. Yeah. And it's just like... Yeah. It wasn't but, just a given. It wasn't. You earned it. And I knew, right. I knew wholeheartedly that if I ever didn't take care of them mm-hmm. or through attitude about them... They would be sold they to someone gone. who gave a shit. Well, your dad reminded you that often. <laughs> well, he did. He never needed to. He just really liked to throw that one out there every once in a while when I wanted to be a teenager. Because <laughs> yeah. you weren't perfect. I there wasn't were, perfect. There were times that you did that clucking thing. <laughs> the you teenage... Still went, <clears throat> but you still went out and cleaned the stalls. You oh, just yeah. clucked uh-huh. the whole I was already out. on my way out there, right. but, you know, yeah. just being told I had to. Was, <clears throat> yeah, that was the clucking part. You were still a teenager. But in the end... By the end of the day, it all got done. It did. Yeah. And I never did anything illegal. I had a nope. really fun high school, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I knew my boundaries and I knew what would happen to me and the things I loved right. if I didn't. And it was just that I had solid respect for what you and dad expected of me. Right. And what we provided for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that goes back to we don't see that respect right? in a lot of kids nowadays. And obviously in our example with the email with Karen, this child does not respect her. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of respect. It's my way. You will give me what I want. If not, I throw a temper tantrum and don't cross me, don't asked me to do anything. And this is a tough situation. I, I feel bad for this Karen. Yeah. I know. You know, I she know. really does need to figure out how to get this changed and she's going to have to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really important for people to remember, if not realize that even if there is a mental illness or even if there is a disability, a mental disability, mm-hmm. people can still have respect. Right. And, and boundaries. And boundaries. Right. And no matter what is going on, right. that person does not have to be mean. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time when I was helping you with um, some autistic right. brothers out in the arena, they were doing uh, therapeutic writing. Right. And the one was throwing a fit and spit on me. Yes. And I remember this. I ripped into him. Mm-hmm. 
and told him, absolutely not. You do not treat me that way. You will get off my horse. You will not be invited back. This is my place. Yeah, you yeah. don't do that. And he was on your horse. He was on my horse. <laughs> he was and on it your was horse. like the first time that boy had ever. And I remember telling the mom and you, because we we're all there is, if I can teach my dog not to piss on my carpet, that child can have respect for me. And not spit in my face. And not spit in my face mm-hmm. and get away with it just because he's autistic. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what's going on with Karen's daughter, whether it be a bipolar or a schizophrenia or whatever, mm-hmm. she can still respect you. That does right. not mean yeah. she's incapable of being a nice human being. Well, again, it sounds like this mom has been very, very codependent, has enabled this daughter to create this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I question whether there's mental illness or whether there's manipulation. And again, not to sound repetitive, but she needs a psyche valve to Mm -hmm. get to the bottom of it, you know, and however that's going to come about. And I don't know if it's setting boundaries with the daughter and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. We need to get help. I'm willing to take you you know, and again, it sounds like she has a temper tantrum, but the mom may have to set the appointment and say, we, you will come, mm-hmm. you know, and it might be hard because it doesn't sound like this mom enforces much. Yeah, right. You know, when she says, I don't fight, which is probably wise. Yeah, it sounds like that's but a good idea. But the fact that, you know, she hasn't ever enforced her to do anything, she's just been the compliant mom, mm-hmm. you know, and bless her heart. I but, know, man, that's a tough one. And I think it's important to, um, make sure when we're saying psyche valve, make sure, because you're not going to get very many chances at this. I'm afraid if you get right. her, an oh, I, get I agree. her into somebody, don't start with just a primary care doctor, get her into a psychiatrist. Yes. Who can treat, prescribe, and as mm-hmm. a doctor mm-hmm. and really help you with this right. because I think you're going to get one shot. Right. So do your homework. Do your homework and get her into the right doctor. Right. And if you're paying for everything, mm-hmm. I mean, I know she's 25. Just I, what I would do with yeah. my kid if I was in this situation of, okay, well, here's what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. You will go to this doctor. You'll go to this appointment. If you would like me to continue to buy the food you eat. Right. Or probably buy the gas in your car. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. or right. even uh, if you would like to drive your car right again, if you would like, yeah. and it might take a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm sure there's a specific thing she sends you to the store for. Maybe that doesn't get bought anymore until right. she, well, she mentioned I pay for everything. Yeah. So stop that too. This has got to be a give and take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's one way to have that leverage and it might be a fight and you might need to pre- be prepared to, leave the house yeah. at some point and let her have her temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. But don't come home with whatever you said you're not going to provide until well, she goes to that yeah. appointment. You can always take the keys away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Give them to a neighbor to hold on to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. This, know. Is, a, so this is a tough one where you have an adult. I know. This is one of those things, you know, we talked about that way back in dealing with depression about getting help for adults Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a tough situation but it's not impossible so again I just empowering that mom to make changes and realize that she can have some control is huge yes yep I agree yep 
Well, okay. I really hope this helps you, Karen. I do too. Yeah. And, and if you need to send another email as a follow-up. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> please send another email as a follow-up so we know what happened. <laughs> please. Oh. Let us know how this one plays yeah. out. But um, yeah, any of you that are parents, just raise good humans, guys. Yeah. Parenting's hard. Parenting is hard. And don't mm-hmm. be afraid to parent. Yeah. I mean, don't that's be afraid the biggest to set, thing. set boundaries. I am not condoning ever beating your children ever. You don't have to do that. I don't have to beat my children, but oh God, they respect me. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of healthy fear they have for me. Mm-hmm. And I've never once had to ever hurt them. But <laughs> Or grandma would step in. <laughs> well, and that's the thing though. It's, my children have never been beaten, but they are very respectful children. They are, yeah, actually. It, it is mm-hmm. very possible. They're very respectful yeah. over here with grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So remember... Karen, this was not your therapy. This was not your therapy session. And I would definitely in this situation recommend getting help to deal with this. And if this triggered any issues or any concerns for anyone else, you know, I would recommend seeking counseling. There's help available. Yes, there is. Okay. All right. Well, uh, send us an email if you got anything to follow up with. But until then, we will catch you next time. (laughs) 